Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 258 of the Fully Puzzable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Eh, check it out, Scott. My name is Jeff. Very good. Clap, 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 clap. Yes. Round of applause. Thank you. And sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Well, today is Peach Mango powering me through the show. And Jeff, it's Corel, not Carol, as so many pulled that out of last week's episode. It was that important. You know, it's funny. He called me up and he's like, dude, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. I'm going to let it pass again. But it's Corel, not Carol. I love your show, but don't let it happen again. I said, yes, sir, Mr. Scott. I apologize. It will not happen again. You got your fair share of tweets on that one, dude. And you know what? It was all in good fun. It wasn't It wasn't making fun of you like I do or anything like that. It was just all in good fun. Well, the good news is, is that Mr. Carell himself was fine with it. He called me up. We had it out. Promised him it wouldn't happen again, but it probably will. <laughs> but moving past that, I would like to gripe a little bit starting off the show. It's not a good way to start your Christmas show, but I've got a gripe, Jeff. And do you know who my gripe is with? Well, wait, wait, wait a second. This is going to be a good show. You know, we are recording before Christmas, but the show will come out after Christmas. But we also have our predictions for 2021. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a strong show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now what's your gripe? So in the spirit of Festivus, because I want to combine Festivus and Christmas into one episode here. In the spirit of Festivus, I'm about to air a grievance. Oh, wait. I thought you were combining Festus and Elvis. <laughs> Oh, is that what Festivus is? That's what I've always thought it was. <laughs> okay, let's picture that for a second. Festus and Elvis mushed together. And you've got this guy named Festivus running around with a southern drawl, just like drowning himself in peanut butter and banana fried sandwiches, who goes crazy when he hears a bell. Bingo. That's like a comic book character right there for you. That needs to be an action figure. But in the spirit of Festivus, I have a, a complaint or a grievance. Okay. Walmart canceled one of my pre-orders this week, and I've been seeing a lot of people posting it. Some have had success with Walmart pre-orders. Others, like myself, not so much. I got an email from Walmart that they had canceled my pre-order on the Striker, the G.I. Joe retro vehicle. I pre-ordered it the day they dropped it. Pretty much as it dropped, boom, pre-order was in. They took the pre-order. And then, what, five months later, something like that? They canceled the pre-order. This is like that Seinfeld bit with the reservations. You can take the reservation, but apparently you have a hard time honoring the reservation. So Walmart can take my pre-order. They just can't fill my pre-order. What's the point of a pre-order if you're just going to turn around and cancel it? People with the Decade of Dominance figures have been getting emails that they've been canceled. Mm -hmm. People with the G.I. Joe Retros have been getting emails that their pre-orders are canceled. Get it together, Walmart. If you're going to offer these things, follow through. Don't cancel pre-orders because 
that kills the vibe. That kills people wanting to jump on and do the pre-order because of previous bad experiences. Jeff, you had that with the Motu crossover figures. Yep. Super frustrating because I had actually passed on people getting me the Awe Striker because I already had it on pre-order. Now I've learned my lesson. If somebody finds something, I'm just going to have them pick it up for me. Or if I find it, I'm just going to pick it up and cancel the pre-order on Walmart because now I don't trust them. Target, I guess, has been okay on the pre-orders with me, but Walmart, nope. Hasbro Pulse has been great, and Walmart pissed me off. So really sketchy on Walmart pre-orders. If you've got pre-orders in, guys, definitely be watching for those emails. They're starting to send out a bunch of cancellations, so pay attention. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just easier to find it in the store instead of doing the pre-order. It's been ridiculous lately. I've yeah, been see- yeah, I've been seeing it left and right. People saying that got canceled, that got canceled, that got canceled. It's like, oh, man. You know what's funny is I've been seeing the Ostriker plenty throughout the country. I haven't seen it because I've got to be honest, I haven't gone to a Walmart in a while because there's just been so much crap going on around here that I don't even, Walmart's the last thing I want to do. However, I've been seeing Ostriker on the shelves. So it's like, okay, can't they just pull some of that back and save it for the pre-orders that people don't want to go to Walmart and risk themselves, whether they have a existing condition or whatever it is? Well, that's what you would think. I mean, you have so many pre-orders, you pull that much stock aside and send it out to your pre-order people. Correct. Seems pretty simple, right? But like you said, it's plentiful on the shelves. So I've learned my lesson. If I see it, I'm buying it and canceling the pre-order. I just, I don't trust it because I was basically saying I'm not going to buy it because I've got it on pre-order. That was the nice little safety net there. Now it's kind of pointless to me, at least with Walmart anyway. So that's my grievance. The rest of the show will be positive moving forward. I promise. I've got power punch going through me. I was going to have a purple kitties. (laughs) I just wanted a power punch. I just love power punch. Top four, I think. Yeah. And it's one of the older flavors, but it's tried and true. It's awesome. I love it too. I agree with you on that. Every time they have power punch, I pick it up. Yep. Same with sweet iced tea. That one has moved up my list as well. Mm -hmm. That's another good one. Ah, delicious. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram Fully Posable, WFP. We would like you to check out FullyPosablePodcast.com because this upcoming week, Corey Human's fourth writings are going up and we're excited about that. But head on over there and you can check out Corey's first three articles. Well done by Corey. You can also check out Collector's Corner. You can also check out our old shows and links to What a Maneuver and Pro Wrestling Tees. If you would like to listen to any of our episodes from one all the way up to 258, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Posable, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott, we do have a new review on iTunes. Oh, really? Yes. Thank you to, it's I-A-N-A Money Shot. Ayana Money Shot. (laughs) Ivanta Money Shot. (laughs) 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 The title of this one says, great stuff, sweet five stars. The guys may be corny at times. What? No, that's true. We talk about wrestling figures, dude. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Corny. We are not corny. Nah, I've always viewed corny as like, eh, okay, like that lame jokes, you know. Our improv is strong. Our jokes are strong over here. <laughs> well, you know, everybody takes humor differently. So to you, they're hilarious. 
And to somebody yes. else, you're like, ah, that's corny. <laughs> but look, we're a wrestling figure podcast. What do you want? If you want comedians, go listen to Drunk Wrestling History. I hear that one's a good one for comedians. Cheap plug right there. Yeah, that, well done, right? I was like a Mick Foley plug. Was that corny? Ayana Money Shot continues. Uh, the guys may be corny at times, but the show is always informative, and I listen every week. Thank you very much, man. I love wrestling figs, but I appreciate hearing about other figures in the aisles as well. Gave us sweet metal horns. As someone who has a kid, forget about the kids, guys, and let loose. <laughs> I think he wants us to work blue, dude. <laughs> so back to the attitude era. Yes, back to the attitude. It's funny. We always talk about trying to please everyone. And it reminds me of that joke by Mitch Hedberg. You can't please everyone. And last night, everyone was at my show. <laughs> and it's kind of true because like, we do have people that want us to let loose, like the person on man uh, that left the review regarding Manscaped. And he yeah. was like, I, you know, it's like talking to my buddies. Yeah. And then there's people who are like, the Manscaped stuff was absolutely cringeworthy. It's it like, yeah. Okay, where do we fall into that? And then also, we've had people saying we were laughing our asses off when you guys were working blue. And then there have been people who are like, you know, I like it when you guys were tamed down. Yeah. Well, 258 episodes in, or it's 258, right? God, I lost track. It's been almost five years. I, yeah, I just said it at the beginning of the show, but yes, go ahead. Well, I don't pay attention to you. 258 uh-huh. episodes in, and we're still trying to find that that happy medium that kind of pleases everybody, right? But I don't know that it's possible. So we'll just, some shows might be a little bit heavier on the blue. Other ones might not. It just, whatever we're feeling and however the bang works through the system. And sometimes it wants to tell dirty jokes and sometimes it does it. And other times it just wants to go straight to urban dictionary. Do you want to tell a dirty joke right now? No, I don't. Okay. No, the, the, the peach mango bang is not allowing me to tell a dirty joke right now, but you put a black cherry (laughs) vanilla in me. Who knows? Ayana, thank you very much for leaving the five stars. That does me a lot. Sometimes we'll let go. And you know, I have been saying shit lately, you know, draw. What are you, yeah, AEW? Settle down. But I had to uh, bleep out Rucker's F-bombs last week. Oh, you did end up taking them out? If you would listen to the show. Yeah, I know. I know. You would have heard that I, I put Steve Carroll over it going, <laughs> no! No! <laughs> did you really? I did. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jeff, I'd like to let you know. Listeners, yes. please forgive him. Jeff, it's Carell. Not Carol. You son of a... Anyways. I know, I know. Pe- <laughs> look, people get mad. They grab their pitchforks and torches. They get very angry when you mispronounce his name. <laughs> so funny. Thank you again, I- I- Ayana. Ayana Money Shot. That's a cool porn name. Yes. That was Val Venus's finisher too, right? It was the Money Shot, yeah. Yes, okay. Thank you. I, th- I think it was. Anyways, thank you. Thank you so much. If you'd like to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, why don't you hit up our buddies over at FOCO? Yes, guys, Christmas has passed. But you have until the end of the year to head over to FOCO.com and use our 10% off code. Load up your cart with everything sports and everything WWE bobbleheads. They have an awesome selection of stuff. And when you get to check out, code WFP10 is going to save you 10%. And that code, ladies and gentlemen, is good through the balance of 2020. So if you were on the fence about anything on FOCO, don't wait any longer. 
foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. When you get to check out, use code WFP10 and save yourself 10%. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? I didn't do technically any toy spotting for myself, Jeff. I am doing some finger poke of doom. I've been kind of shopping for stuff that I'm putting on the list for after Christmas. But I do want to thank GBM. And this ties back to my Festivus grievance earlier in the show about the Striker pre-order getting canceled. GBM sent us a picture literally three days after I received that dreaded Walmart cancellation email. Sent us a picture of him finding an Striker on the shelf. Told him I needed it. GBM did his GBM thing and scooped it up for me. I sent him PayPal. Friends and family, of course. We don't want any fees. Because I know he's good for it. And he's shipping me the Striker that Walmart fell through on. I do want to thank also Tim at a chair shot on Twitter. Hooked me up with the Undisputed Era 3-pack, Jeff. And said, Merry Christmas. Oh, damn. I didn't know you didn't have that. I do not have that, but thanks to Tim at a chair shot on Twitter, I do now have the Undisputed Era 3-pack in my possession. Now, here's my plan. So this ties into my finger poke of doom that I spoke about earlier. I am on the hunt for the Two Ring War Games playset that Ringside had for a minute and is now gone. It was like 95 bucks on there, but it's the two rings, the two cages. You've all seen it. I'm on the hunt for that at a reasonable price. And my plan is to, once the media room is done, I want to have that set up on the coffee table. And for the War Games match inside, I'm going to have my Legion of Doom, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA on one side, all holding chairs, of course. And on the other side, I want the Undisputed Era. Nice. So I'm also on the hunt for a Roderick Strong and a set of the NXT Tag Team titles. Because I might be opening that UE 3-pack, very possibly, if I can get my hands on a Roddy and the War Games playset. So that's kind of something that I want to do once the media room is done, kind of a gift to myself. Like, hey, here's this cool War Games fantasy match. So that goes into the Finger Poke of Doom. And rounding out toy spotting, I got in my Cobra Commander Regal edition from the G.I. Joe Classified line. I literally got it minutes before we jumped on to record, so I haven't had a chance to open up the box and check it out yet. But I did get that in, and that rounds out my toy spotting. Lucky you got that Cobra Commander, man. Yes, I did. Now, that's not the the San Diego Comic-Con one. That's just the light blue variant of the regular classified release. Because there's regular releases in the navy blue, or the the darker blue. And this one is in a lighter blue. And it's the Regal, quote-unquote, Regal Edition Cobra Commander. So, yeah, I'm really happy I got it. Because now I'm seeing what they're going for on eBay. And I don't want to pay those prices. How much are they going for? Starting at like 45, between 45 and 50 bucks and as high as like a hundred. So it's only going to go up from there. You've seen what the, the Cobra Trooper has done. That was that target exclusive. Yeah. So yeah, it's, these things are just escalating in value. So I'm glad I got it when I did. seems like all toys are doing that. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Doesn't seem like you're going to find those rare gems anymore. It seems like everybody knows what they have, but we've said that before. Yeah, that's true. Dude, did you see that haul that Mitch Little got in? Oh my God. Holy crap, dude. How many figures total? Okay, so it was all Mattel Elites. Yes, and Basics too. And Basics, yes. There was a King Harley race in there. Now, we don't know how much Mitch paid. Uh, No. It was what? Two garbage bags full? Yeah, it was a huge amount. And it's all loose figures. 
And he said about 50% of the accessories are there. Correct. There was some other gem figures in there. I think there were some CM Punks. Dude, there was a Rick the Model Martell from the Legends line. All three demolitions with the vest, the red LOD. Yep. Yeah, there were some gems in there. The, the Then Now Forever Bigelow was in there. There were some really good ones. The red and white Shawn Michaels. Yep. The Elite Flashback. That was, dude, quite a haul. We don't know what he paid, but man, that is a haul and a half right there. Hundreds of figures. Hundreds. Like, you name an Elite, it's a good chance it was in there. And yeah, the Harley race jumped out at me too because the robe and the crown were on it. I was like, oh man, that thing's a unicorn. What a beautiful piece. So yeah, quite a haul by Mitch Little. That was awesome. I got in the Jason Wolf custom road wires and those things are beautiful. I didn't know how the magnets were going to work because I haven't purchased any Jason Wolf customs. So I wasn't familiar how the arms were going to work with the magnets and all that stuff. Dude, it's cool. Like so simple to put together when you get them in because Jason individually bags each item, the arms, the torso, and the legs, and then the head goes into a little Ziploc. Dude, put the magnets right onto the torso. Right, You put the torso right onto the legs. It's that simple and it sticks together. I'm like, this, uh, this is great. Yeah, I got in my set as well. And I'm trying to be really careful with everything new that I'm getting in. I'm just putting it aside until the media room is done. And I'm because I'm trying not to misplace anything. Our garage is a mess, to put it mildly. So I'm trying not to put anything out there and misplace it. So I didn't want to open up the Road Warriors and leave them around loose. So I just opened them up really quick to look at them. I did not put them together like you did. I just looked at the heads. Jason hand-painted each head individually. Oh my goodness, they are incredible. I mean top-notch it's what you would expect if you were buying a figure off the pegs beautiful work you guys have to follow jason if you are into custom hasbros these things are top-notch yeah love these things i'm gonna be inclined to purchase more i wish i would have jumped on the owen hart one but it is what it is but anyways fantastic fantastic customs i haven't gotten anything else i have a feeling i'm going to be getting some stuff for christmas so that's it for me over here as far as toy spotting yeah, hey, the Road Warriors were a great haul, dude. And again, kudos to Jason Wolf. Those custom Hasbros are just off the charts good. Next week, we are going to be having GBM on. GBM is going to be doing a GBM giveaway. We'll have him on to announce the winner. We'll be putting up the thing on Twitter for you guys to like, retweet, and tag two friends. And we'll uh, be putting that up, so pay attention to our Twitter. Scott, the other thing I wanted to address... You and I lost PHPW Tag Tournament. Sad. We lost to doing the favor. I can accept that. I can too. I like Eric. Oh, I was going to say, I don't mind losing to a fellow snack cake man. But you know what happened, Scott? So here's what happened during the match. I got beat up and I'm on the outside. And they hit you with their finisher, the CES. Uh, What does that stand for? The Cheesy Egg Surprise. I don't like the sound of that. Sounds like something you would find on Urban Dictionary. Well, Barry loves his cheesy eggs. They created the cheesy egg surprise for their finishing move. Ah, gotcha. Okay. I don't know if that's the real name of it. That's why I just call it. Did I have like sticky hair afterwards? It's from the cheese. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Understood. So they hit you with the CES, right? Barry pins you. I slide into the ring right as the referee's hand hits two, right? Uh Uh-huh. And of course, in video game land, the hand never goes, it's not fluent. It's like one, count to two, two, count to three. Oh yeah, it's very long and drawn out. Yeah. It's like a heel ref. I slid in at two 
and did not break up the pin. I just stood there. <laughs> so you turned yes. on me. No, I didn't turn on you. We're still together. It's just for some reason I stood there. My AI didn't realize that my brother was being pinned. Video game me should have beat your ass for that. So we're not crowned the first ever PHPW tag champs. And you know what Barry said? Barry was talking about how I slid into the ring at two. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, Scott needs to drop the luggage. And I was like, that's not a... You don't need to talk about his weight like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, that's rude, Barry. (laughs) Well played, dude. Well played. But no, I think Barry's right. I think I need a new tag team partner. Well, I did have a singles match against Poetic Prophet that didn't go so well. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. He's it serves dr- you right. Did I come in and like lay you out for not breaking up the pin? No, no. I should have. This was at episode 10. I faced Poetic Prophet. Pretty good match. Poetic Prophet takes about five years to get down to the ring. So I think I just fell asleep and got bored. I think the bang wore off. <laughs> I was lethargic for the match. Oh my goodness. That is hilarious. So doing the favor of the tag team champions, uh, when is our rematch? So I can make sure I pull a Rick Martell on you and leave you to the wolves. I don't know when our rematch is. I mean, they're crowned the first ever PHPW champions, which I mean, that's like saying Heath Slater and Rhino are your tag champs, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. Shots fired guys. Shots fired. What did I say? What did I say? (laughs) They, I'm just comparing them to Heath Slater and Rhino. They were the first ever SmackDown champions when they rebranded. You know what you were doing there. I didn't do anything. I respect the hell out of Eric. <laughs> Anyways, here's our here's our game plan. We need to win those tag titles and only defend them once a month against Jobbers. That's it. We've defended the titles. We get to kick back and relax for the other 29 days. Or we can pull a Ronnie Garvin and request time off to train and only defend it once every 60 days. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, but we got to get the belts back first. Yes, we got to get the belts back. So we once I a... get a new tag team partner, those belts are going to be around my waist and my new partner's waist. And we will defend them against any jobber tag team. <laughs> every 60 days. Every Yes, every 60. No, every <laughs> Yeah, yeah, every 60 days. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the Ronnie Garvin rule. Thank you. <laughs> got that Breaker and Bane, uh, Ronnie Garvin rule. Every 60 days, we'll defend. <laughs> against created wrestlers that have no talent. <laughs> uh, it was, I've just been enjoying watching those. And you can search that on PHPW on YouTube. They've done about 10 or 11 episodes. It's pretty fun. It's Breaker and Bane doing commentary. And they just let the characters that they've created, which is us doing the favor, Breaker and Bane, GBM is on there, Poetic Prophet. They just let the AI go. And then they have a match and Breaker and Bane calls it. It's it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. Go check it out. Uh, Breaker and Bane do great on commentary. So so it's just straight AI. So what does that say about your character where he just stood there as I was being pinned? I'm not smart. <laughs> is there a rating for eyesight? Because maybe yours was really low. My, my AI is low. My speed is like a 98, but my AI is like two. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. We need to work on that, dude. Get into the uh, training room. Let's build up that AI. Let's build up that AI. Exactly. Scott, we do have a listener segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, our first audio comes in from my biggest fan, Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers with my weekly question. 
After having a fun conversation with a friend of mine on the podcast this week, I'm reminiscent of the good old days of VHS tapes. It's a piece of bygone media, but it holds a special place in my heart. I have two-part question, but it's kind of about the same thing. I'm guessing, judging by your ages, you had to have some wrestling VHS tapes. Question number one, what was your favorite? And then to go with that, did you have a VHS tape of a movie or something like that that you always watched as a kid? You watched it like crazy. Couldn't get enough of it. Maybe your parents even hid it from you. What was that VHS? For me, I only had a couple VHS tapes growing up of professional wrestling. The one that I love the most, and it's cool that I didn't know how great it was when I bought it, because you got to figure around this time, I might be eight or nine, and that's SummerSlam 1992, a VHS tape that I one day hope to have again. And then my favorite VHS tape of a movie that I watched endlessly growing up, well, I have two, one when I was younger, and that would be Ghostbusters. As you know, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, and it started way back then, and my parents would hide the VHS from me. And then when I got older, when I hit my teenage years, another one of my top five favorite movies of all time actually came out on my ninth birthday, and that is Tommy Boy. I spent a whole summer watching it almost every night in my room with the closed captioning on so I can read along with the lines. That will do it for me this week. Once again, thank you for all the hard work you do and every bit of energy you put into this show in the community. As always, I will take my answers off the air. Later. Justin, thank you very much for the question. And Jeff, has anyone ever put on a a jacket that was too tight and not put out their arms and stretched them out and started singing Fat Guy in a Little Coat? Anybody who's seen Tommy Boy has done that. Yeah, probably. Yes, that's it's a fact. It is very true, and I love Tommy Boy. Anyway, I think the most fond memories I have of VHS would be when I used to pick you up from high school. So I was in college, and I think we've told this story before, but I was in college, and I would pick you up from school every day. And on Mondays in particular, that was our day to go to the burrito shop. So we'd go get our food at the burrito shop, which was basically like fast, fast Mexican food. We'd go in, get our food, head home, and we'd grab our drinks, we'd take our food upstairs to your room, and we'd pop in a wrestling VHS tape, and we'd watch it for like an hour, hour and a half, until I had to get ready and start going to work. So, typically, it would be Royal Rumble 91, and we'd pop that on, and no matter where we left off before, we'd always have to rewind to watch the Rockers versus Orient Express, because it's one of the best matches to ever lead off a pay-per-view probably next to the eliminators versus Dudley boys from the March 97 ECW pay-per-view barely legal. Mm-hmm. So we'd always watch that match. We'd always watch Royal Rumble 91. And then you got the WrestleMania box set on VHS. And every once in a while we pop in a random WrestleMania. Usually it was four or five or six. We'd watch one of those and it was awesome. I'd pick you up from school. We'd come home. We'd watch wrestling. And it was great. And all of that was on VHS. My most watched probably was when I got The Crow on VHS. That's my favorite movie of all time. And I I probably watched that 50 or 60 times easy on the VHS tape that I had. 
And our wrestling VHS tapes, not the WrestleMania box set. I think you got that off of um, the WWF magazine order form. Yep. But the VHS tapes that we had, we had, I think we had a SummerSlam. Maybe it was 90. We had Rumble 91 and I think Rumble 90. And I got them at that little video store right over by mom and dad's house. And we knew them because of their beaded adult area. (laughs) but right next to that they had a clearance section and I went in one day supposedly I was on my way to the beaded area but nobody can nobody can prove this but on the way to that area supposedly I walked by the clearance section and they had a bunch of wrestling tapes on clearance and I was like oh dude I gotta grab some of these and so I think I grabbed like I said Rumble 90 SummerSlam 90 but Rumble 91 for sure because that was our most watched back in the day that was a lot of fun back in the day when you would pick me up because sometimes you would also have Hasbro figures because sometimes you had already gone to Castro Village Toy Shop to pick up the figures from John. Correct. Yeah, I'd head home and I'd have a message on the machine. Hey, Scott, I got in blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure if you want them. Come by, check them out. And he'd have the case put aside for me. So yeah, sometimes I would surprise you. Because I got out early. So I get out at like one thirty-five from school on Mondays and I would get to the truck and you had the bag from John on the ground. And I'm like, Oh dude. Oh dude. Like, (laughs) what did you get? (laughs) I know. What'd you get? And then you would drive over to the burrito shop. We get our food, head back, pop on 91 rumble, 90 rumble, whatever it was. 92 SummerSlam, I think was in that rotation. Yep. We'd sit down, dump the bag out on the bed, which now I'd be like, don't bend the card. You know, that type of thing. Yes. Not the bag of food, the wrestling figures. Correct. Well, the bag of food too. Don't bend the food. Don't bend the food. Right. You talked about that video shop. We rented so many Coliseum home videos from that video shop. And I think we've talked about this as well, but we would go over to that video shop all the time. We would ride our bikes down there and we'd walk in to see if there was any new Coliseum video because they would have like volume one, volume two, volume three. But every once in a while they would have Hulkamania volume one, Hulkamania volume two. And then they would also have Heart Foundation, best of the Heart Foundation, best of the British Bulldogs. The cool thing is, is back in, I want to say 2003, you bought me those VHS tapes of the best of the Heart Foundation, best of the Bulldogs. Yes. I must have watched those because at the time I was single. I must have watched those thousands and thousands of times in 2003 and 2004 because this was before the network. This wasn't on the network. Right. So I must have watched those a gazillion times, dude. Just like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything on a Tuesday night, so I'm going to pop in the best of the British Bulldogs. Okay, I'm going to watch the Heart Foundation play with LJN figures. Yes. When you talk about favorite and most watched, it was definitely 91 Royal Rumble, 90 Rumble. But ones that I watched all the time, best of the British Bulldogs and best of the Heart Foundation, because Scott got those for me later on in life. So I watched those a ton. Uh, favorite movie that I watched all the time, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, really? Oh, dude. I had that VHS tape. Somebody bought it for me for Christmas one year. And le- legit, dude, I popped that movie on every day during summertime. Nice. It's a classic. That's it another is. one I can watch anytime. Uh, Justin, happy new year to you, man. Thank you again for finding us and sending in an audio. We look forward to it. It's kind of It kind of breaks up the monotony over here where we're you know, talking about toys, talking about figures. And it's kind of nice to have that other general question, like when JT sends in food questions, because Scott and I are foodies. Exactly. And I do want to say regarding wrestling VHS tapes, 
if you can get your hands on those old Coliseum videos, nothing beats that leadoff music going into the VHS tape. Oh, isn't it beautiful? That Coliseum video music is chicken soup for the soul. Dude, I love it. It's my jam. (laughs) Thank you again, Justin, and Happy New Year. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Actually, this came in in November, and I must have missed it. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. I know last week, so this is back in November, so this is beginning of November, you guys had reported that Steve from the figure forums, Steve Ozer, shot down the idea of Ultimate Edition 2 packs. But do you guys think Mattel should do at least one for a special occasion? While I understand where Steve's coming from, with the expense aspect, I feel something big like an limited edition Ultimate 2 pack would be perfect to celebrate something like Mattel reaching an Elite Series. 100 or wwe's 40th wrestlemania but what do you guys think i agree with you man how great would that be just do one and it's a one-off that's it but you could put it on mattel creations that's an idea i'm just thinking you don't have to put it out to mass retail just do one make it a wwe shop exclusive or something like that and that's it so yeah something commemorating wrestlemania or something historic that would be awesome would they do it yeah budget don't know We'd have to find out, wait and see, but I I think that's a great idea. Yeah, the cost definitely comes into play there because you've already got Elite 2 packs that are out there, and I don't know how well those sold, so I'm sure that would weigh into their considerations as well, but as you're mentioning like a limited edition set, I think it would be cool if they did what Funko Pop did and put a set together of Hogan and Mr. T from WrestleMania 1. I think something like that would be really, really cool to commemorate the first WrestleMania. And I think it would sell really well. Obviously, all of the Mr. T stuff is moving really well for Mattel. And we all know that Hogan merch always, or Hogan figures specifically, always move. So a Hogan and Mr. T Ultimate Edition set seems like a safe play. But of course, that's all going to be dependent on do they think it will sell? Is it going to be cost prohibitive? Would it be too expensive? those are all things that would come into play, but why not try it once? You know what I mean? Throw it against the wall and see what sticks. But I think a safe play right out of the gate would be a Hogan and Mr. T two-pack. I think for marketing purposes, how great would it be just saying, this is the only time we're going to do this. It's going to be on WWE Shop or Mattel Creations at 11 p.m. on January 2nd. And pre-orders are up. Let's say they do what Pro Wrestling Tees did. Pre-orders are up for 24 hours. That's the move. That is that- the move. Yep. And that's it. 24 hours. You get your pre-orders in. That's it. How great would that be? That would be perfect. Well, it tells them the demand for something like that too. And like you said, it's a one-off. Well, the thing is, is that if they see that it's popular, they're going to probably be like, oh, that was popular. Let's do it again. And see, that's okay. But I'm I'm more on the side of like, do a one-off one, one time only. And that's it. And that way, You'll get the pre-orders for it on WWE Shop or Mattel Creations, and people will be like, okay, this is the only time it's ever happened, and so I got to get mine. That's it. You wouldn't even need to promote it as this is the only time it's going to happen. You tell people it's going to be up for a day, and that's it. Get your pre-orders in, or you're out of luck. I think it'd move, dude. I, I really do. Especially if you did a safe play with bigger names, or even a Mega Powers 2 pack. You know, something like that. But they've already done a Hogan Ultimate Edition. They've already done, or they're going to be doing a Macho Man Ultimate Edition. But strictly in the Mega Powers, you could put Macho Man in the Mega Powers robe. 
and Hogan in his red and yellow gear, or Hogan and Mr. T two pack, you play it safe. You use bigger names, or a Hogan and Warrior from six. You know, you you make a safe play with some legend names, and I think it's a surefire hit. I agree. Scott, we are going to round out the show. By the way, we didn't have any news this week because this is the slowest time of the year. Yes. So there's no news this week. So we're just going to get right into the year in review, the year to come with predictions and our top 10. It's time to get into Fully Opposable's top 10 of 2020. Scott, this is our top 10 slash 2020 predictions and also disappointments. Yes, I put disappointments on there. Oh, see, now you've got your Festivus grievances. Yeah, I got my Festus and Elvis grievances going on over here. (laughs) Biggest disappointments in 2020. I mean, let's just face it, the pandemic holding figures back. Yes, agree. Agree. That's been the killer for all of us, dude. Yeah, so I went back and listened to our episode last year. And Scott made a prediction. He said the wallet heat in 2020 was going to be insane. The wallet heat in 2020 was insane because it was man-made. It was self-inflicted because a lot of people took their stimulus checks and went back in time and started collecting old Hasbros, started collecting LJNs. I mean, we saw the COVID spike over here. I mean, it was just insane. The prices we were seeing. Wrestling Toy Tracker was losing its mind. And guess what we're about to get again? another stimulus check and guess what's gonna happen again (laughs) here goes another spike get your stuff now folks so the pandemic holding figures back i think that was one of the biggest disappointments if not the biggest disappointment um the other one is jazzwares i'm gonna throw jazzwares out there jazzwares not having figures everywhere at walmart and to this day people still haven't found series one at their walmart uh is i think that's a big blunder and a big disappointment i think that release was just horrific uh they were saying it was going to be on the shelves on august 8th and people weren't seeing them if they were at all weren't seeing them until late september beginning of october i think that was a disappointment i think the looks of the figures was a disappointment as well now we talked about series three and darby allen last we raved about that figure but series one and two i think are a disappointment and i i'm 
throwing jazz wares out there is a disappointment for 2020. One of mine, we still don't have retro figures. Still waiting on the retros to to come out of their slumber or to, <laughs> to thaw out from being on ice for a few years. So no retro figure is disappointing. But yeah, the delay of the Super 7s, the NJPW figures, the delay from Boss Fight on the Lucha figures, and really the delay on the AEW figures and being able to find them at retail. We've seen pegs, but no figures on the pegs. So it's just really disappointing. I'm very ready to be done with the disappointment that was 2020 and holding up figures. So 2019, Scott and I made predictions. And so what I did is I went back in time and I pulled our predictions to see how accurate we were. Are you ready for this, Scott? Yeah. Do we have a future in fortune telling? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> see, we don't have a crystal ball, folks. So Scott, your first prediction that you made in 2019 is funny. You said this. You said that you wanted to get a man cave. You want an area that is dedicated for your figures and video games. And I asked you on the show, I said, how close are you to doing that? And you said, I haven't even taken the first step. <laughs> well, guess what? That one hit. Yes. Granted, it's not done yet, but it's somewhat there. I made the comment that I wanted to get more Hyperhero Share Pro figures. I also wanted to get more rare LJNs and keep up with Mattel. I did not get any Hyperhero Share Pro figures. I was looking at Tanahashi, but that one just got way too expensive. Getting more rare LJNs. I did pick up Kamala. You got the Hogan. Uh, Hogan was 2019. Oh, the Hogan was... Oh, okay, gotcha. So you got only the Kamala this year? I think I was middle of the road on that prediction, if, you, if even touching the middle of the road. Scott, you said the wallet heat in 2020 will be insane, even unbearable and a lot of people did that with their stimulus checks made it unbearable yeah with the spike this year that definitely held up next prediction mattel and wwe are going to re-up i said and as of this recording that has not happened so i failed on that one yeah not yet you gotta figure it's coming though right i don't want to see him break up i really don't Next prediction that you made, Scott, in 2019, AEW will sign with Jax as a dark horse. I did? Yes. You're kidding. Nope. Dude, I was almost there. You were close. I, that's about as close as you can get, because who the hell knew who Jazzwares was a year ago? Only Fortnite fans. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you. So the Fortnite fans listening knew all about it. Correct. I said AEW will sign with Bandai as a dark horse. I was way off. I failed again on that one. My predictions are awful, Scott. <laughs> You're like the uh, fortune teller in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> Next prediction Scott made, Firefly Funhouse playset will be something like an epic moment set. So you got that kind of correct, dude. They did put out a Firefly Funhouse playset. It because the the one that came out, it did have a backdrop where you could put the puppets and everything. So you were correct on that one. So you were good as gold. I'm telling you, dude, the bike is not in the Alamo. I'll tell you that right now. I'm good at this. I said in 2020 that retros were coming back. Failed again. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually humorous at this point, dude. <laughs> so don't even listen to my 2021 predictions. <laughs> But you want to pay attention to mine. I might be onto something. 
Scott said retros will not be back until 2021 and they will be online only and they will make ring carts for the retros. Oh, see, I was onto something there with the ring carts. You were. And you said that they were not coming back in 2020. They will be back in 2021. Okay. Well, we'll see if I had that in my predictions for 2021. I said that there was going to be Road Warrior figures. <laughs> wow. Do I, I, I know. I'm just embarrassed right now. You're like the Gary Sanchez of making predictions, dude. The Gary Sanchez? Why Gary Sanchez? Because he hit like 125 this season. Yeah, but he had what? Like 18 bombs or something in a 60 game season? Yeah, but he hit 125. Yeah, it's all about the homers, though. So you could have, like, one correct prediction out of, like, ten or nine. Yeah, exactly. Keep going. (laughs) I said Storm Collectibles will be making Road Warrior figures. I said the renderings will come to us by the end of 2020. Man, if we only knew that COVID was, like, two months away. I know, right? Because all of those plans, even if they're there, they're just like, screw it. We're not announcing anything. Scott's next prediction from last year's episode of 2019. Motu figures will not go past 2020 and into 2021. Scott said, I quote, I don't think that line will be super popular. Prediction is based off of what I'm seeing now on the pegs. Whoops. Um, can I take, can you just edit that part out, dude? We don't need to talk about that. That's, that's not important. Hey, look, that's your first wrong one. We're going to point that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, and that's one that I'm actually really happy to be wrong about. I love that the Motu fans and WWE fans mashed together, all went out and really supported a line that they love and they're passionate about it. And I dig it, dude. I was seeing them on the pegs at first, but now you can't find them. Pre-orders are getting canceled because they're so popular. So that is one that I'm definitely happy to be wrong about. I'm not collecting them myself, but I'm happy that everybody else is. For my last prediction of last year in 2019 to, you know, my predictions for 2020, I said FTC is going to do something this year, a new series slash a new body style. I was wrong on that. We will find out if COVID had a part to play in that. So maybe in 2021, FTC comes up with a new body style or a new series or maybe picks up a new line. I'm going to go back to the beginning and say they're going to do something this year. I hope so. Scott, your last prediction in 2019 for the year of 2020, you said Storm will make a great Muda figure. If not Storm, Super 7. Mm, That's still one that I want to be so right about. I know, right? We did not do good. Well, actually, you did good. I did shitty. I think I did did okay. I carried the team for sure on predictions. That is a fact. (laughs) (laughs) So, Scott, I think we should make our predictions for 2021. So we're going to put on our Johnny Carson uh, hat that he put on, the the fortune teller hat. Yes. Why don't you make your first prediction for 2021? I'm going to throw a real softball here. I mean, like, uh, you're going to read this one next year and be like, duh, dude, come on. Dexter Loomis is going to get an elite figure. That's it? Yeah. Like I said, right out of the gate, I'm throwing softballs. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Go out on a limb for something, man. I'm not done. That's my first one. I just wanted to make it real simple. So next year when you're like, Scott, you predicted in 2021 that we were going to get a Dexter Loomis figure. And then that's, there's going to be a Dexter Loomis. So right off the bat, I'm one for one. That's like my, that's like me saying there's going to be an updated Roman Reigns. No, not true because we've seen a bunch of Roman Reigns already, but we haven't even seen as much as a, a rendering of Dexter Loomis. No, I'm saying an updated Roman Reigns, like with the brand new teeth and... Oh, shiny teeth, 
contact lenses back in t-shirt Roman Reigns? Yep, t-shirt Roman. Yep, exactly. Okay. Well, if you'd like to make that your first prediction, Jeff, then feel free to also throw softballs right out of the gate. I am not going to throw softballs right out of the gate, Scott Toon. Oh, because you're a real man like Steve Regal, I see. My first prediction for 2021 for next year. This year will be the year we experience the wallet heat because all the figures we were supposed to get in 2020 are now going to flood us in 2021. (laughs) It's that surprise pre-order hit. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, crap. What's 120 bucks coming out of my account? (laughs) It's 2020 rearing its ugly head again in 2021. Oh, Scott, what's your next one? My next prediction, and it's one that I actually talked about last week or the week before last. And what's funny, RSC put out a poll. Shotzi's tank in some way, shape, or form is going to make its way into production. RSC put out something on their Instagram that said, hey, should this be a playset? Of course it should. And in 2021, we're going to get Shotzi's tank. That's going to be tough, man. That scaling, will it make it out by 2021? They'll figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely they will. Because you don't want to wait too long, right? Because War Games happened two or three weeks ago. So you don't want to wait into 2022 and then put out the tank because then it's old news. They'll get it out this year or next year. Scott, my next prediction, Mattel and WWE will (laughs) re-up. Because they have to. Or not. <laughs> At 11.59 p.m. on December 31st, 2021. So even by this time next year, you won't know if you're right. We're going to have to put off our prediction show another week so you can see if you're right on that one. 11.59 p.m. December 31st, 2021. That contract will be signed. Okay. This is a bold prediction. I like it. Yes. See, that's what I do. I don't say Dexter Loomis. <laughs> I'm trying to lead off the game with a single, dude. Just getting on base, okay? That's a hit by pitch. (laughs) Will you stop? I'm Roger Dorn. I don't get hit by pitches. (laughs) Scott, what's your... (laughs) You like what I did there, don't you? I heard you giggle. I love it, dude. I love it. Scott, what's your next prediction? Okay. Given the success of the War Games playset, because as I said, RSC had it. They sold out. Now I'm looking for it. It went quick. Given the success of the War Games playset, because that was a big ticket item, we are going to see another big playset from Mattel, be it the stage and entrance ramp, a backstage area, the parking lot brawl match between Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Think big playset. We're going to get another one from Mattel in 2021. I'm not talking like a a ring and some accessories. I'm talking a big playset. It's coming from Mattel in 2021. So are you thinking like that stage that we saw back at WrestleMania in New Orleans? It could be something along that scale, but I'm talking a big ticket playset item. Another elimination chamber maybe, but in elite scale. Because the last time we got it was in basic scale. I'm thinking a big playset, like a hundred to $150 price tag on this thing. Given the success of the War Games ring that was single packed at Target and the playset that was available at RSC where you got two plus the cages... I think they're going to see that there is money to be made there and they're going to give us another one in 2021. Okay, I like it. My next one is Jazzwares. They will come out with two new series. So I believe that they're going to have that classic line. Yep. And one other. So I think we're going to be getting two new series from Jazzwares. Okay, I have something similar, but I'll get into that one. I've got a few more from Mattel to get through and then I'll touch on Jazzwares. 
Okay, what's your next one? My next one is more Legends figures from the past series. So think Legends Series 1 through 6. More Legends figures from the past series will be announced this year. There are going to be a few that are going to be in different gimmicks, such as we're going to get Strike Force. So we're going to get Tito and Rick packaged separately, but in their Strike Force gear. Okay. We're going I don't to get, hate that. We're going to get one man gang, not Akeem, but one man gang. We're going to have new names in the line. We're going to get Dynamite Kid. Oh, that's bold. We're going to get the Head Shrinkers. Even bolder. And we're going to get Warlord and Barbarian. That is extremely bold. That's like the bold button on Microsoft Word. Hey, that's why you keep me around, right? I don't do any of the work. I'm just a mouthpiece and I make bold (laughs) predictions. I have further to add to that. Legion of Doom, Demolition, and unfortunately, Owen Hart are going to stay away from Mattel. Uh, I'm going to go back to Jazzwares, and I think that they will be showing signs of improvement. We've already started to see it with the Darby Allen. Yes, agree. And I think that more improvements are going to come with those figures. I love your optimism there, dude. You've been pretty hard on them. Not to say that it wasn't warranted, but you've been pretty hard on them. I like to hear your optimism with it. That's good. Thank you. What is your next prediction? Touching on the prediction for 2020... Retro figures will stay on ice because the Motu crossover line will continue. So I'm saying retros will not come back in 2021 as I had predicted last year. So you can mark that one off as correct, but incorrect because they're not going to be back in 2021 because of the success of the Motu line, which I was very wrong about and happy to be wrong about it. Gotcha. My next one. We are getting Road Warrior figures by Storm. I'm going to keep saying this every single year. Because <laughs> one of these years, damn it, you're going to hit. I'm going to hit, dude. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I have that same prediction, Jeff. I said Storm or Super 7 will finally announce Legion of Doom and Great Muda figures. Oh, nice. Is that your last one for? No, it is not. Okay. Uh, what's your next one? To touch on your Jazzwares AEW predictions... AEW will announce both a Legends line, which I don't think anybody's going to be super surprised by that, and a series of two packs, something similar to battle packs. And I feel that their gimmick figures are going to be put off until 2022. Because you know that toy companies, they get really hot and heavy to kind of branch outside to see what other stuff they can do with the AEW property. I feel that they're going to hold off on those gimmick figures until 2022, but we will get Legends and two packs. Okay. Uh, this one kills me to say, but I, I have my reasons for believing it. We are going to get one more series from Super 7's New Japan line. So it'll be Series 3, and that will be it. Oh, Jeff, that is really interesting that you said that. Because my last prediction is Super 7 will only announce one new series of NJPW figures. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, no joke. That's my last one. And mind you, we did not talk about this. Uh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I'm not predicting that it's going to be the end of the NJPW license, but I'm predicting because of the runoff from the pre-orders of Series 1 and Series 2, they're going to get a little bit backlogged, so that's why they're only going to announce one series next year. Not predicting the line's going to end. I don't know how sales have been, so I, I can't predict the end of the line. But because of the backlog of shipping, that's why I think it's only going to be one series announced for 2021. I don't know who's going to be in it. We talked about it, Jeff. Kota Ibushi almost seems like a lock. But I think one series announced next year. Gotcha. So is that it for your predictions? That's it, brother. That is it for me. Uh, Guys, send in your predictions. We would love to read them on the air next year. Next year. 
Yeah, it actually would be next year. Yeah, what did we miss? What do you guys think? What's going to happen? Yeah, send in your predictions. Uh, send them over on. Please send them over to the uh, fully opposable Gmail because that's where I can kind of keep it uniformed and together, and I can read it. But Scott, right now it's time to go into our top ten figures of 2020, and I'm going to be honest with you. My list consists elites and storm collectibles. That's it. Mine has one or two others, but I'm right there with you. It's a lot of Mattel, to be perfectly honest. Again, a reason I don't want to see Mattel and WWE break up. Correct. So, Scott, do you want to go over your top 10 list, or do you want me to go over my top 10 list? Well, see, I have a problem with my top 10 list. Okay. It was near impossible for me to pick a favorite figure this year. So I did. I ultimately did pick a number one, but the rest of my list is jumbled and out of order, and I wasn't able to pick my favorites, like to number them sequentially 10 through one. So I've just got figures on a list and i'll save number one for number one but the rest of it is in literally no particular order okay yes so i failed at a top 10 but i do have a firm number one okay so what do you want to go into your list i'll start off at number 10 and again this is no particular order the jushin liger storm collectibles or as i like to lovingly call him justin liger whoa Number 10? Uh, okay, remember, it's it's in no particular order. I literally wrote figures down and just picked the number one. Okay, okay I was not okay. able to rank them one through 10 because they are all outstanding. And I couldn't pick a favorite child, but I ultimately did. And the rest were given equally two through 10 top billing. So my number 10 is the Rey Mysterio from the Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio WrestleMania 2-pack. Oh, that's a good figure, dude. I That one didn't make my list or even my honorable mention. So well done. Thank you. I think that one is fantastic. The amount of tooling, the cape, uh, the headdress, uh, fantastic. Goes to Rey Mysterio. Very nice. So before I get into the next one on the list, I do want to throw out my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, these were figures that were outstanding, but were just on the outside cusp of that number 10 spot. The Fiend, Elite 77. Classy Freddy Blassie, Elite 77. Good figure. And Bailey, Elite 80. Oh, okay. Updated so, look? Yeah, absolutely. Those are honorable mentions, outstanding figures, but just did not crack the top 10. Next one on my list, Jeff, is the Charlotte RSC Exclusive Ultimate Edition. Yeah, it's a great sculpt on her. One of the best Charlottes they've done. Uh, head and shoulders above her previous Elite release. So giving it up to that Charlotte Ultimate Edition. The robe, though, is what really kicks that figure into the top 10. My number nine for 2020... The Mr. T Motu. And Scott, you actually picked up the Mr. T and the Fiend Motu figures for me. Yes. Now, it wasn't until I actually held the Mr. T that I was like, this actually cracks my top 10 because, and I was kind of thinking about my top 10 and I was putting it down and I already had one, two, three, four, anyways, but I didn't have the back end figured out like six through 10. Okay. When I held that Mr. T Motu, I was like, well, this is cracking the top 10 because it is fantastic. I love it. And personal opinion, I actually like the Mr. T Motu figure over the San Diego Comic-Con Mr. T. <laughs> wow. Okay. So does that mean that the San Diego Comic-Con Mr. T is not on your list? He is not on my list. Okay. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how this one plays out for him. I mean, don't get me wrong. The San Diego Comic-Con is fantastic. The packaging is fantastic. The design work of the San Diego Comic-Con is awesome. But when you look at that Mr. T Motu figure, 
Dude, it brings back nostalgia of Mr. T in the Rocky line. Yeah, or the Mr. T, the A-Team figure. Yes, dude, I love the Motu figure holding it. Anyways, by the way, thank you for the Christmas gifts. Absolutely. Scott, what's next on your list? Next one on mine, Jeff, is the Hulk Hogan Storm Collectibles Hulk Rules figure. Now, I didn't want to pick one out of the bunch because you could insert any of the Hogan Storm Collectibles that came out in 2020 into that spot. But I just pulled out the Hulk rules because it's just that iconic Hulk rules look. So Hulk Hogan, Storm Collectibles, Hulk rules comes in on my list at number eight, but it's in no particular order yet. My number eight is Eric. Oh, you separated him, huh? Yes, I did. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you're you're way more selective than I am, sir. <laughs> number eight is Eric from the Viking Raiders. Awesome figure. I can't imagine the amount of tooling that went into it from Bill. Awesome looking figure. Great looking figure. Definitely deserves to be on a top 10 list. Any, everybody's top 10 list, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Scott, what's next for you? Super 7's Andre the Giant. I love everything about that figure. It captures Andre perfectly. The packaging that it comes in is gorgeous. The figure itself, the sculpt is outstanding. And the best part is when you pick it up, there's a lot of weight to it. Like, you know immediately, oh, this must be an Andre the Giant figure because it's heavy. And the figure is beautiful. I can't recommend it enough. So the Andre Super 7 made my list. You love that figure. I really do, dude. It is outstanding and just captures that younger Andre perfectly. For 2020, my number seven is San Diego Comic-Con Macho Man. You son of a bitch. How dare you bring back memories? That's going to be my number seven from here on out. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. You're out of the family. That's it. Security, escort this man to the door. I actually have it down. SDCC Macho Man. So it's it's on the list. <sighs> number seven. I can't with you. From here on out to the day we decide to end the show, San Diego Comic-Con will always, Macho Man will always be number seven on my top 10 list. Well, today is our last show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed Fully Posable over the years because Jeff just killed it. Don't you tempt me with a good time. (laughs) Wait, no more editing? Okay. All right. All right. No more Twitter? Sweet. Count me in. Oh, Scott, what is next on your list? Next up, Superstar Billy Graham Elite 78. Excellent figure. Yeah, you look at it, you know exactly who it is. The fact that they gave us two generations of the Superstar, outstanding choice. That just is attention to detail that a lot of toy companies should be taking note on. And I can't say enough good things about it. Superstar Billy Graham Elite 78, definitely in the top 10 for 2020. My number six is Ivar from the Viking Raiders. I did split them up. I had them back to back. I can't say enough good things about those figures. I mean, they're just absolutely beautiful. I wish Ivar's beard would just have been a little bit lighter, but I'm legit nitpicking because it's a beautiful figure. Like you mentioned, the tooling that went into him, Jeff, just to make the outfits on both Eric and Ivar, kudos to Mattel, man. They absolutely killed it on those. Great job by Bill on those figures. Scott, what is your next one? So, uh, kudos to you for splitting them up. I couldn't. I put the Viking Raiders Elite 80. I couldn't pick between them because both figures are just home runs from Mattel. And I can't distinguish between them which one is better. They're both just so good. 
and quite possibly is the best tag team that they released in 2020. So my next entry are both Viking Raiders from Elite 80. Yeah, we've already spoken about it, but again, just beautiful figures. My next one is number five on my list is all three Hulk Storm collectibles. Yeah. I couldn't decide, dude. Um, if I had to, I would probably leave off the white trunks Hogan and just use the other two, the blue, the, where he's in the blue and the um, Hulk rules. Yes. But all three are beautiful. The amount of detailing and the perfect sculpt of the Hulk Storm figures are just fantastic. So I have down Hulk Storm figures, all three of them. They're so good that you want to see what else they can do, right? Like yes. we've seen what Mattel can do with Legion of Doom and they're great. But then you think of Storm getting the Legion of Doom license. You're like, oh man, like they would absolutely kill it. Thinking of all the extra accessories, the extra heads where they could have some paint loss, different colored shoulder pads, just the list is endless with what they could do with the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom. So fingers crossed Storm gets them. Or Super 7, both companies are outstanding. And I would love to add Super 7 to the list. Unfortunately, we did not get the NJPW Wave 1 yet. Scott, who do you have next on your list? Next up for me is The Undertaker, Decade of Dominance. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Undertaker figure ever done. It just, it captures The Undertaker and his debut so well. It's just, you look at it, you know exactly that is Undertaker. It is a beautiful figure. So that one made my list for tops of 2020. My number four is the Jushin Thunder Liger Storm Collectible. The Storm having back-to-back rankings in my 2020 list. Now, I know a lot of people got their Jushin Thunder Liger at the end of last year. Scott and I did not. We actually received those in February, I believe. January or February. Anyways, so we made the comment that the Jushin Thunder Liger will go onto our 2020 list. And Jushin Thunder Liger, you pick any of them that have come out all 600 of them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it seems like one's getting released each week, but anyways, all of them are beautiful. Jushin Thunder Liger is just that toyetic guy that you, you look at and you're like, man, that thing is beautiful, you know, and it doesn't matter which variation comes out. You're just like, that is great. Yeah. Very toyetic and storm captured him perfectly. Scott, what is next up on your list? Next up for me is a figure that I really put over a few weeks ago, mainly because of his match with Dragonov on WWE NXT UK. Walter, the RSC exclusive. Between the packaging, the figure, the pose inside of the package, being an MOC collector, I respect that. So next up for me on the list, Walter, RSC exclusive. I just hear Colossus Nick's voice right now. Walter, Walter. <laughs> That's still my favorite audio. And it's funny too, because a lot of people have said that same thing. Like they just hear Colossus Nick's voice. Walter. <laughs> I, I love loved it. it. It's still one of my favorite audios to this day. Um, You know, what's funny is I'm going to do a little side break. I was listening back to doing our prediction show from last year and we had received an audio from Aaron Shetty and it was a signing story where he would, he would just met Vicky Guerrero. And I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I really miss those signing stories from Aaron Shetty. Yeah. Because I, I was just thinking about that as I was listening to the audio from Aaron Shetty this time last year. Yeah. And Aaron's a hell of a guy. We really enjoyed every single signing story that he sent. And you go back and listen to those and it just, it makes you appreciate what you were able to experience at those signings because we haven't gotten any this year. So it, it makes you look forward to the next round and more Aaron Shetty stories. 
Number three on my list for 2020 is the Ultimate Warrior Legends figure. Beautiful face sculpt. The jacket's perfect. The duster. The mask. Just fantastic. Number three on my list. Unfortunately, there were two figures, and I get, I know you guys can guess one of them, that I felt were just better. But if anybody has Ultimate Warrior as one, I have no qualms with that. Just as long as they don't have them as seven. Why? What's wrong with number seven? I hate you. Macho Man has that unlocked, dude. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I go now, please? Yes, you may go. Next up for me is the Mr. T San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And there are nitpicks about the outfit that they put him in. And that's fine. I I get that. But to me, that figure is a home run. It's a win. You've got the figure that is dead on Mr. T. The chains are on him. The outfit, I think, is fantastic. But the packaging, let's talk about the packaging. It also adds to the figure. And for me, definitely goes into a selection for a top 10 list. Being that it was San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, you knew they were going to do it up on the packaging. They always do. Just look back at that Shockmaster figure that they did a few years ago. So my one of my top spots, again, this was no particular order 10 through 2, but it kind of was towards the top, the Mr. T San Diego Comic-Con. I think he fell outside my list because he wasn't in his WrestleMania 1 garb. And that's, I think, why he didn't make my top 10 and why I love the Motu one over that one. And plus, I think the Motu one has that nostalgia of that Rocky look. I get it. And like I said, there were there were nitpicks about the outfit. I understand. But between the figure and the packaging... It just screamed Mr. T and was just fan. The gold chain on the front of the package is outstanding. So well done by Mattel. They really gave Mr. T props for his first wrestling figure. I love it. Yes, very much so. Scott, number two on my list, Io Shirai. Wow. Yes, Io Shirai comes in at number two. Wow. I thought for sure the way you've raved about her this year, I thought for sure she was your number one. There was one figure that... I found better, and I'll get into that in a second. Well, no, let's get into it now, because my number number one is Io Shirai, Elite 79. Oh. So please, tell us what topped Io Shirai. My number one is the Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan. Wow. So the reason that Io fell to number two and Ultimate Edition Hogan is number one. Now, Scott and I don't have the Ultimate Edition Hogan yet. I have it on pre-order from Entertainment Earth, and it hasn't come in just yet. Same. But I've seen people get theirs. It was one picture from Baracus, uh, Keith. He texted me and he's like, this Ultimate Edition Hogan is awesome. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, that thing is perfect. Really? Is it better than the Storm? Dude, man, capturing Hogan at that time, I think it might be. Wow. So I believe Storm captured the Hogan of 1980s where Mattel captured Hogan of the NWO years. Okay. Okay. And you'll know better when you have them side by side, but a lot of times based off of a picture that somebody sends you, you can tell a lot. If Keith wouldn't have sent that picture, Io Shirai would be number one. Wow. Okay. Okay. See, I didn't add either the Bray or the Hogan to my list because I haven't seen them yet. As with you, mine are still on pre-order. Uh-huh. So I I didn't add either one to my list. Gotcha. But this year was kind of different because there were a lot of figures we didn't get. And usually we go by what's on the pegs starting January 1 and what's 
the last we see on December 31st. Well, this year's a little different. I'm going based off of pictures on a lot of these figures. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Ultimate Edition Hogan is the only one that I don't have. Okay. And I cut it off at Elite 80 because that was the series that we have most recent on the pegs. Oh, dude, people are finding like Elite 81 or 82 already. I know, but they aren't here. I'm not seeing them. Yeah, that's not saying much over in California, dude. (laughs) Good point. But for my purposes, from what the last I saw on the pegs, I cut it off at Elite 80. So you have Eo as number one. I didn't think you were going to go that high with her. I thought you were going to have her at like maybe number two or something. No, she's definitely, well, like I said last week, you know, you have rated the Eo Shirai as the best female figure of all time. I don't know that I can put her past Naya, but I wouldn't say she easily made my first pick for 2020. But it wasn't too hard of a decision. I mean, looking at everybody else that was on the wall, it was real easy to look at EO, examine the outfit, examine the sculpt job on the face, and just the way they captured her. Like, I can see where you're coming from where you say she's the best female figure of all time. Again, I I don't know that I can put her above that Naya elite, but she's definitely up there. Like, if, if number two were an option, I could easily slot her in at number two. No problem. Naya 1, EO 2, but it would be super close. Super close. That EO is outstanding. It is. It is fantastic. The face on it, the jacket. I love the jacket that's on it. Yes, absolutely. EO is, to me, the greatest female figure just because of that face sculpt. So um, I do want to throw in a little caveat. This top 10 list would be completely different any other year. Because we were supposed to get the Super 7 New Japan series this year and the boss fight Penta and Phoenix. I know for a fact that that Penta and that Okada would be on this top 10 list. So this this list got a little Mattel and Storm heavy because one, you guys already heard my gripes about the Jazzwear figures. So I'm not going to bring that up again. But outside of that, I felt that Mattel and what they gave us from Storm I think are some beautiful, beautiful figures that they did for 2020. And I feel that Mattel is only leveling up. So again, we don't know what's going on with that contract between WWE and Mattel. It kind of makes me nervous because in business, you want to try to re-up that contract as early as possible to kind of secure it for a few more years. The fact that that hasn't happened or there hasn't been an announcement is kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. Because I don't know where WWE would go. I mean, I guess you go back to Hasbro. That's the only logical sense. And with these G.I. Joe classifieds, I would have no problem with them going back to Hasbro. But at the same time, Mattel is just hitting homers on a lot of these figures, bringing out the Ultimate Editions, bringing out better elites. Reintroducing the Legends line. Exactly. These Motu figures. So I don't want to see Mattel lose this license. And that's why I'm kind of nervous. Like, okay, guys, let's get the announcement going. You know, let's drop the contract let's sign it let's go exactly each year they're getting better and better and their offerings their selection is getting better and better their talent pool that they have to draw from is getting better and better i as you said jeff i don't want to see wwe and mattel break up i really don't this is such a good match mattel is doing such a great job with the line i don't want to start over with somebody else and then have to watch them work through the kinks and watch them try to get these names into the line. Steve Ozer's doing fine. Bill's doing fine. Continue to give them the reins. Sign the new deal. Let's lock this down for another 10 years. Like, I want to be retired 
and not have to worry about Mattel and WWE breaking up. You can retire in 10 years? Um, maybe. We'll see how things go. I mean, I'm 46, dude. I'm getting up there. I'm getting close. 10 more years, we're, we're talking retirement. I'm one scratcher away. One scratcher away, exactly. <laughs> Six lottery numbers away from the big one. <laughs> so that rounds out our predictions and top 10 lists. Dude, I really sucked on predictions last year. I was going out on a limb, though, on a lot of those. See, if you had only predicted that Dexter Loomis was going to get an elite figure, you hit a single right out of the gate, dude. F and A, Cotton, F and A. <laughs> What I want you guys to do is go check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, they have the carded and loose prices of LJNs, Hasbros, Galoobs, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments, and Retros. We want you guys to go check them out if you guys are on the hunt for loose carded figures of any of those lines. So check out WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott <laughs> Is this like that really slow spot at PWG? <laughs> oh, it's one of the greatest spots ever. It really is. But guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. They've got an incredible line of statues from DC to Battlestar Galactica to Star Trek and, of course, WWE. And the best part is when you subscribe to their statue service, they will ship you the statues as they're released. And you will get a very, very cool display ring to display your statues in. Again, Eagle Moss is your one-stop shop for the pop culture fan in your life. Check them out on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. I'm going to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Breaker and Bane each week have toy talk, wrestling talk, movie talk, comic book talk, and more talk. But I love listening to them talk because they are a ton of fun. And also check out their PHPW on YouTube. It is fantastic. It is a lot of fun. Love Breaker, love Bane, love the time they put into it. It's a lot of fun. Basically what they do is they do commentary and they let the... 2k19 game play out you will see some familiar faces like gbm soda hunter doing the favor and a bunch of other fig lifers and friends of theirs it's so much fun to watch and it cracks me up constantly so check out phpw on twitter or on youtube also check out speaking of doing the favor i want you to check out doing the favor.com over there they have the SKUs and upc codes for all the big figure lines like AEW, Jazzwares. They have links to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So check out doingthefavor.com. And while you're over there, why don't you listen to their show? Because it's a lot of fun and always a must listen. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast as well. Uh, this week they did a Christmas special talking about fun Christmas stories and everything. You might hear a familiar voice that comes in, a.k.a. it's me. I don't think anybody's going to tune in just to listen to that, dude. Good thing Steve has a solid show around it. He does have a solid show. Him and Eric do great. <laughs> <laughs> so check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also check out the Chick Foley Show. We're headed over there for a crossover. This is like when the Jetsons met the Flintstones, Scott. Uh, Yes. Was that a good episode? I don't know that I saw that one. It was actually a movie. It was pretty good. Oh. How about like when Kiss meets Scooby-Doo? Ooh, even better. Okay, perfect. 
Yeah, so we're going to head over there. They're going to be heading over here. We'll be having some fun talk with them. But in the meantime, check out the Chick-fil-A show on iTunes. You heard that sweet, velvety voice of Justin Summers earlier. Check out his podcast on Wrestling Cheers. They did a call in the other day, and I missed it. I wanted to call in and talk to him about uh, Jingle All the Way and how it's a crime movie. Oh, boy. I'm glad you missed that, dude. (laughs) I love Justin Summers. I really do. Check out his podcast on iTunes, Wrestling Cheers. Check out our buddy, RJ, at Ringside Rant. Check out Rucker and Marty at Boots of the Face. Check out myself and Eric Arana at Lucha Libre Figures and Facts on iTunes as well. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, check us out on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. We drop shows every Friday, although the next couple weeks are going to be a little sketchy because of New Year's and Christmas. But uh, Ed does have a few lined up there. You can check us out anywhere that you get Fully Posable from or where you listen to your favorite podcast. You'll also find Drunk Wrestling History. We're just some dudes hanging out, drinking, talking wrestling. Well, the host doesn't drink, but he drinks soda. So he gets a little wired. So if you're interested in old school wrestling and some stuff from the 2000s, definitely give us a listen. That's Drunk Wrestling History on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Also, I want you to check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, why don't you hit up Roll Call? Yes, guys, Jason Wolf. we talked about his custom Hasbros earlier, how his Road Warriors just amazed us, blew us out of the water, if you will, and he does an incredible job. Jason just, he has a knack for custom figures, and again, these are all individually hand-painted, and you'd never know it by looking at them. It looks like they just came straight out of Hasbro and got placed on a card in beautiful condition. These things are awesome. He does custom Hasbros. You love Hasbros. You want some customs because they're great. Give the man a follow on Twitter at the Art of Jason Wolf. You can find him on Facebook at the same handle. You got to pay attention to his social media because he's going to give you clues as to who the next figure or figures are and when they're going to drop. So stay tuned to his social media. Buy his figures. You will not disappoint it. Oh, yeah. And if you need artwork, Jason's your guy as well. You can hit him up on his website, Doyle Draws. That's D O Y L E Draws.com. Hit him up, get a commission, get some artwork, check out his cool prints that he's got. But most importantly, stay tuned for his next batch of custom Hasbros. You will not be disappointed. Also, Richard Yule is putting on Podcasticon. It is happening January 1st through January 3rd. So give that a listen. We've got a special episode during Podcasticon. So stay tuned to Podcasticon's Twitter at Podcasticon. And Richard will be posting the schedule up there as to when you can find all of your favorite shows and artists. Bunch of people involved in Podcasticon. You can listen to all of it from the comfort of your own home. Again, that's at Podcasticon happening January 1st through January 3rd. And Jeff, I want to round out Roll Call this week. I mentioned him earlier in the show. Tim on Twitter at a chair shot. He's going to be doing a podcast soon. And he's going to be dropping a trailer for that podcast on Twitter. So you got to check out his Twitter, at a chair shot. He'll be dropping a trailer for his upcoming podcast. I'm super curious to hear it. I can't wait to see what he's got in store for us. But give him a follow. Give him a listen. Definitely check out the trailer. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. And, Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. Also, I want to thank each and every one of you that reached out regarding our dad last week. The comments that came back, the nice comments that came back, and there wasn't one negative comment that you guys 
said, whether it was a tweet or a text message, that all got sent over to dad. And each one made our dad feel like a million bucks. I, it just really makes him feel good. He doesn't know how he comes across on the show. And he's always like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be good for the show. You're good for the show, dad. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. It's okay. But anyways, um, thank you for each text, each tweet. Thank you. Also, I hope you guys had a fun and safe Christmas. And now that we're going into New Year's, we want you guys to be safe. And I'm going to steal a line from Drunk Wrestling History. Watch wrestling responsibly and drink responsibly. Yes. Yes. Make sure you've got that designated driver if you're going to be drinking for sure. Keep it safe this holiday season. Absolutely. Okay, now that's it. So, Scott, for episode 258, anything else? Happy holidays to everybody listening. I truly appreciate each and every one of you tuning in every week and listening to two brothers just ramble about wrestling figures and how much we love them. And I can't thank you guys enough for being along on this crazy ride with us. We truly appreciate each and every one of you. We really do. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. Since it's not Christmas yet. Don't do it. As my voice fades off into sight. Son of a. (laughs) Rink skirts called me out on that one. (laughs) He wanted to hear it again, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, James Frank still loves that one. He still says that's one. I'm like, out of 258 episodes, that's your favorite one? That's your most memorable? All right. That's your master of puppets, dude. I guess so. So, Scott, for episode 258, hashtag fig life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.